0: On today's episode of Relative Currency... I really think the whole concept of multi-generational family living is part of what, leaving that behind is part of what has gotten us into this mess. And, you know, it used to be there were multi-generational families and the people that would be our age would be, you know, holding up um, the brunt of the family economics And the older generation be at home, uh, cooking, caring for the home, helping watch the children.
1: Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a
0: while.
1: We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans,
0: financial literacy. It'll be that
1: and so much more, a relative currency. listening
0: to Relative Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank, here with Alicia Treffin, and again, special guest, our first cousin, EJ Sampson. We are so happy to have him here again with us. Um, just, just We've been, we've been having such a, an amazing time tonight. And, and in this episode, we're going to talk about something that we've talked about previously. Um, and it's the idea that either if you live long enough, you're going to have to do this or you're going to die trying. And it's retire. Um, and in the previous episodes, we talked about, you know, the issues with, you know, retiring and, you know, we're, but today we're going to bring a lot of things together that we have kind of touched on in the previous episodes and even in even other episodes where we didn't talk about retirement but the idea that now especially the United, when you think about the United States economy there is a retirement crisis happening right? you got to look at the convergence of certain events happening you look at likely we're in a potential uh, depressionary state in the current COVID crisis you're looking at the dollar losing value you're also looking at um, how would you say people who have lost their job, we have record unemployment, which is which is just which is really crazy the amount of people that are not working. And so you also have a looming social security cut that's gonna happen, right? We're not even we haven't even really talked about that previously, but social security benefits are being paid by the current people who are paying it. So basically we're paying for our parents and grandparents to be getting social security right now. And that's really the truth of the matter. And by the time we're able to draw on it, people in their 30s and 40s, will there be, will it be there and what, or will it be reduced? And it will be it likely will be at a minimum if it's there will be reduced from what we've put into it, which is a downer. So when you look at these factors, you know, what are people really going to do? You're talking about, we talked about this in our previous episode, um, The Gig Is Up, where you have the hospitality service retail industry. Them devastated, demolished. Who knows when those things are going to come back up, or if they're going to come back up, or the level to which they are able to be to return? So people in these industries are have not been able to work, they've not been able to probably save, and now they're looking at potentially saying, "How am I going to retire?" And th- they say you need, as an American in living in America, certain places, you need between three to six million dollars to retire, and that's. Not and that's, and that's moderate. That's not even like living super fancy. That's just like, hey, you need about that much to retire. Um, And, and so we're talking about people who don't have anything saved at this current time, let alone even, in, I mean, not even their savings account, they don't have anything in their retirement account. What is really the plan forward for, for a lot of these people? And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit um, tonight is, you know, what are the plans for those who have not been able to save um, what, what are some of the options I know in a previous episode and, and I'll let uh, Treffin chime in on this in just a second is we talked about people re- re- retiring in other countries, you know, with, with that. And they, and there's programs, right? There's programs all over the world for expats to come in and live in these countries, you know, and set up and, 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 and live so you can live with a lot less money. Um, so I think that's something people are going to have to look at. I think people are going to look at also, Hey, you're just gonna have to work until you die. Like if you don't want to leave the country, you just have to have this kind of like a little job until you kind of die, bringing in some kind of income to supplement your social security. And if you have any kind of 401k, um, I think there are some real challenges. I think you may see things where people are moving in together, uh, retirement communities, where people are kind of almost getting roommates and you have to live, I know it sounds crazy, end of your life, if you end up widowed without children to take care of you, you end up basically, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, you have your faculties and stuff, you're living in kind of like a, a retirement dorm, so to speak. Um, I think these are the kind of things you might end up seeing might end up happening. They may exist now, but I'm just saying they might become more prevalent or be prevalent because of people are not going to be able to have those resources because you don't want to be in your primary years. People are now out of work, out of a job with uncertainty. You're talking about people who are in industries where they might have been making good money, but now the upside industry is is going down and then it's like where you're going to go. You can't go to a new career. It's very difficult to transition to certain careers. Like everybody can't go and be an engineer after, you know, being, um, you know, a chef or after being, um, you know, running, being CEO of a retail company, like certain things just don't translate. You can't just become a doctor. Uh, you know, obviously Alicia is a doctor and she went to school for many years, decade over a well over a decade. So it's not just something you could transition into. So there are people who are kind of locked into a career path And their finances are kind of locked in with that. And so um, I'm going to just kind of leave it there um, of some of the challenges that people are facing and some of the and some of the roads to retirement they could actually take. Um, What do you guys think about some of the things that were discussed and what are your some of your solutions for a generation that right now in the next 20 years is not really looking good for having a comfortable retirement?
1: So for me, um, overseas is definitely a good bet still. And I know a lot of people are probably worried about that because of the virus and things like that right now. But uh, if you were in Asia at the time of when the virus started, then you would have probably felt like, oh, I want to leave, I want to go back to the states. But right now, pretty much Asia is the only place in the world right now that has it under control. At least they have it more under they have it more under control than Europe and America right now. So that's Japan, that's Korea, that's uh, China. Even China has it under control more, even though they're in the news, they're saying that there's a severe outbreak in Beijing, which is where I am right now. That is a 100 cases that happen in Beijing. And this is a severe outbreak. And I know in Texas, there were some 2000 that happened alone in the whole states. So Uh, That's 100 cases, I think, that happened in Beijing and most of China. Um, I don't think that it's any higher than that. So uh, that's not necessarily really severe. They still pretty much have the situation under control in China. But um, you mentioned people working for the rest of their life. I I personally, if I retired, I would always want to have a job but I wouldn't want to have the same job that I have. So maybe I'd like to get a new profession or something like that, or try to turn one of my hobbies into work. So uh, that's doable overseas. So if you're someone who likes basketball, things like that, I I know people who are are coaching kids, teaching them how to play basketball. I know some football or soccer coaches actually here also, and American football has started picking up in mainland China. And if you do decide to go outside of China to any of the other countries, Vietnam. So Vietnam is Vietnam, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, Laos, Cambodia. These are considered developing countries. So if if it's the virus you're worried about, or if it's healthcare you're worried about, these, these countries might not have health systems that are up there. Uh, Thai, Thailand does. Thailand has a really good, health system. And there's this thing called medical tourism. So that's a business in and itself for people to take people to Thailand to um, go to see the dentist or for people to go to Thailand to get some kind of heart transplant or get some kind of serious surgery because it's extremely cheap and the doctors are really good in Thailand. But uh, knowing knowing how to take care of yourself in Asia is really important. So a lot of people, If they want to save money and they want to have an excellent doctor, they go to Thailand. Even people in China go to Thailand for things like like serious heart surgeries and things like that. But if you're talking about trying to keep yourself safe from the, the virus and enjoy yourself and actually enjoy your retirement, well, it just depends on how you've come to understand the culture that you've moved to. So for me, I feel safe in Beijing right now, but a lot of my friends didn't and they went home back to the states, and now they don't feel safe in the states right now. So I I just think that, in general, it wasn't a situation where any particular government was going to keep you or is going to make you feel safe. Uh, You just had to have faith in where you were living and what was going to happen. But uh, another thing is a lot of people didn't lose their jobs, too, in uh, mainland China. Uh, even, Even people who I know who did lose their jobs, it was really easy for them to find new jobs so knowing that the job market in asia is better than the job market in america is something to understand and that could change so paying attention to that but uh, if you're talking about retirement it's very affordable to retire in vietnam very affordable to retire in cambodia very affordable to uh, to retire in uh, laos But you also need to remember some things about, like, some of these countries. Cambodia and Laos are extremely corrupt countries. For example, if police pull you over, you're doing something illegal, like you're on a scooter without a license, which is very common for foreigners to do, for you to get out of that situation, you have to give the police officer money. That's it's expected that you do that. That's very normal for someone to give the police officer money. And even still, you might have a police officer who's offended by the fact that you wanted to give them money because you didn't give them enough money. So understanding the culture of the place that you go to is really important, especially if you're going to a developing country or you want to go to a place where you retire in a developing country. If you decide to do something good, you decide to start a charity and you want to go to one of these developing countries, whether it's um, in Asia or anything like that, most of the time the community will take care of you and they'll appreciate the things that you're doing. Uh, I have uh, some friends who were doing things like that in Cambodia. And even though they didn't really know what was going on in Cambodia and all of the corruption and things like that, they were taken care of. Uh, but I guess to kind of sum up all the, the junk that I'm saying is, uh, maybe prepare to have a retirement profession, some kind of business or something that you want to retire into. If you do decide to move abroad and the cost won't be very much, I, I, there are loads of businesses and things that you can start in Asia with actually not spending any money at all. You can just start a group and make it your hobby. So if you're if you're able to save the money to come here, then that would be a good way for you to just to just come here. Um, and then the jobs, even though the jobs might seem like they don't pay so much, at least in mainland China, Japan, and Korea, it's very easy to save in Korea and in mainland China, and you'll realize that you'll save more money than you ever would have in the States. Japan is a bit tricky. You need to get used to the culture. It can be very expensive in certain places. Same for Korea. But if you get used to the culture and you start understanding that there are more cities outside of Tokyo and Seoul, then you can do the same kind of savings that you could do in some of these developing countries
2: Uh, Alicia, E.J., you have anything you want to share?
0: I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, <laughs> I have five kids. I'm very family-oriented, and, and by no means have I had any um, feeling that I've convinced my kids of this, but I really think the whole concept of multi-generational family living is part of what leaving that behind is part of what has gotten us into this mess. And, you know, it used to be there were multi generational families, and the people that would be our age would be, you know, holding up um, the brunt of the family economics, and the older generation be at home uh, cooking, caring for the home, helping watch the children, doing overall lighter work, and so nobody really was retired, but it, it definitely was a retirement of sorts and one that – it was a system that worked very well, and um, we've upended it and, you know, worship the individual and the nuclear family and our Western society. And I think that that's been detrimental because as much as people want to say that minorities are always looking for the government to do something for them – The truth is, particularly we as black people, the government has done very little for us. And standing together in community has been what has sustained us. And the whole concept of having um, an individual retirement is relatively new, as is the concept of a nuclear family. And I think that people need to revisit some of the thinking that we have about uh, how people actually thrive uh socially, emotionally, spiritually, and economically. And rather than discount what happened in the past as old-fashioned, ridiculous, or however it has been dismissed, I think that we need to look at interdependence uh in terms of our finances. And that could be a real solution for many people. But as long as everybody's got to have their own this and that, and we can't find a way to coexist within spaces the way that people used to, we may continue to find ourselves in this situation. And I don't know that I'm going to be successful at raising my children to think the way that I do. So I may be the little old lady living, you know, by myself with my husband or what have you. But that's not necessarily what I think is the ideal. And I don't, people want to talk about biblical standards. Look at how the family was in the Bible. It's not mom, dad, and a couple of kids and spot the dog. It's a whole clan of people. So that's also something to think about. This The whole dilemma of retirement is a lot due to a construct that we have created for ourselves uh, in these modern times,
2: man, that was that was really really good. DJ, um, do you have anything? Nothing here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was really good what you just said about the family. I think
1: that was. Yeah, I agree. That
2: was something that I had not considered. So you really didn't go out on a limb, you actually went where you should have gone. We actually are out on the limb. What we're doing is on the limb. <laughs> what you're doing is on the actual tree that's stable. We're actually on the limb ourselves out here. with trying to do everything ourselves, which is why I was saying, I mean, if you think about my argument, it was so crazy, or not my, or my I guess my discussion point was, it seems so difficult. And it's because, as you put it, maybe that's not the way we're supposed to be doing it. It's like, to think that people now who ha- don't have any money are going to have three and $5 million in the next 20 years. That's just absurd. Like you, they're not yeah. even going to make that gross, let alone have that saved net after, you know, all, you know, with living. Right. Um, so, so hey. just, yeah, just, just craziness. Um, but again, what a great, what a great discussion. Again, I want to encourage you guys to listen to this. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google play, um, Spotify breaker, tune in, you, um, we're on all those different platforms. So if you cannot find us, you're not looking hard enough. I've said that many times and I mean that. Please um, like us, give us a rating, write a comment, share the podcast with your friends. Um, again, just want to thank everybody t- tonight. We're just this is, this is great energy. Thank you, EJ, first and foremost, for coming on um, and sharing, sharing your wisdom. Want to thank Treffin, of course, again. Um, we in different time zones, so appreciate you, man. Alicia, always. Thank you, five kids. It's is not easy. And so I just want to just say, man, we have really, um, this this is just an amazing turn of things where we've, we've been doing this less than a year. And so I feel like we've grown so much. And so I'm just grateful that um, we, we will continue to do this, continue to gather our minds and share information so that the next generation will be informed and not grow up um, grasping and making mistakes that they don't have to. Uh, we just, again, thank you guys for listening. We love you. And we'll see you very soon. On another episode of Relative Currency.
0: Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.